You've landed a Mom Swipes Left, a podcast with two middle-aged women just trying to make some sense out of the world. On today's show, we have a guest, Ken, the guy with seven-eighths of a brain. Also, I go on a rant about periods. Enjoy. And welcome back to Mom Swipes Left. This is episode 131. I'm your host, Jen. And I'm your host, Carol. We'd like to introduce <laughs> our special guest today, Real People, Ken. Do I not get a song for Real People? Yes, but we drop it in later. Okay. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> they expect me to know a lot more than I do, and I didn't even get to ask whether I could have the... Um, Sorry. The what? Brain fart. Um, <laughs> it's the, understandable. The this, the this American Life filter that will make make me sound especially Jewish and articulate. I, honestly, I don't think you need it. You sound real good. <laughs> Thank you. So today we have a special guest, Real People Ken, who uh, gimped his way in here. Is that bad? Yes, Jen, that is bad. He is here to school us on what is acceptable and not acceptable when talking about handicap enabledness. Um, <laughs> when talking about persons with disabilities. Before we get really deep with Ken, I'm jumping right in. I have a grievance. And that is, Carol, you and I had a private conversation. If it was private, why are we talking about it now? Because it's been bothering me all week. And you said you didn't trust my judgment. I absolutely do not trust your judgment I, at all. I, I am so offended. I don't know why you think that that is amazing. Yes, I push boundaries. May I ask a, cl a clarifying question? <laughs> sure. Yes, Ken. When you say you don't <laughs> trust Jen's judgment, are you thinking in a specific area? For her to not put something on this podcast that is truly, like, egregiously offensive. She does it a lot without my okay. You mean she edits out things that you thought were so horrible that they should have been on the air? More that she leaves in things that probably shouldn't be on the air. Example, please. I don't have an example. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, all right. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm here for this. <laughs> So what's your point? You're upset that I think that you have bad judgment? Yeah, I am, actually, because I like to think that I have decent judgment. You know, it might not be everybody's judgment, but it's not the most horrible. Okay, that's fair. I'm not like Marjorie Taylor Greene or shit. Well, that is true. Okay, well, I take it back then. Thank you. Is that what you wanted? Mm-hmm. I'm, okay. I'm fine. That was easy. Ken, do you have any shit list or grievances? No, I don't tend to hold a grudge. Do you have any grievances with us? We can take it. <laughs> Is it that we haven't had sex with you? No. Okay. How do we make you angry? You don't make me angry. All right, if I if I have to, if you are absolutely forcing me, yes. I am fortunate enough not to just be a fan of the show, but to be a fan of these women. Oh, And fuck. to see them outside of listening to them every, every week. So I did have an opportunity recently to see them in a, a bar-like setting. Yes. And then had 
the pleasure of Jennifer's company for dinner. So sexy. She then told me later that Carol had commented that I'm a charming fellow. And Jen's response was, yeah, he can be charming. <laughs> he can be charming. <laughs> What's wrong with that? There's there's an undertone to that that suggests to me that the charm is a facade masking the real oh, horrendousness I don't, of my character. I don't think that at all. I oh, think, no, that's exactly what I meant. I Honestly, for her to even say he can be charming is a huge compliment. But you're a pig, just like the rest of us. Don't, come on. As long as you say of us, I appreciate that. That, okay. you're, that you're not just lumping me in with men. Because I, I am a humanist and, I, and a feminist. And at times find your... Jesus, the editing. I can't think of the word. I'm sorry. Oh, my hatred of men. You find it a little that, disturbing. Yes. I and, I and I shouldn't take it upon myself, no. but I think have rebuild some faith, level of faith in manhood. Yeah, you, you haven't done a very good job of that. Yeah. Okay. And well, I got anyway. that from the he can be charming. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I think you're charming. All right, so are you, are you satisfied? Yes. <laughs> so easy. I have a shit list. Okay. My shit list is about the number of people. It has not been a, a ridiculous number, but there's been people who are listening to the show who have a very serious problem with us talking about periods. They say that it is gross, that it's hard to listen to, and I'm not trying to shame anyone. Wait, oh. Oh my God, Jennifer. <laughs> That's not what this is about. Oh. There are a couple people who have messaged me and said, you know, it's super gross when you talk about periods, but I, I suffer through. I, it got me thinking about that because I am on my period right now. It started 15 minutes ago. I can smell it. Oh my God. <laughs> I hate you so much. I can hear it. So, <laughs> so it got me thinking about menstruation. And how there's a stigma around it. I have something to add that oh, <laughs> based please, on your please, look. Please do. I mean, it's going to get into what we're going to talk about later. But the word stigma is very powerful in the disability community as well. And it, it does stem from judgment. And that's what you're talking about yes. too. Why do we waste so much time in our lives judging other people? Well, there were laws until... until 1922. I don't know. More recently than you'd, you'd imagine, but, but they were basically designed to not allow you to have a person with a disability out in public yes. because it would make other people uncomfortable. And How much time are we wasting in our lives? A lot this? of fucking time. And the whole thing is that, you know, we're talking about it because it's actually part of our existence. It's part of, of our lives as middle-aged women. So what we're fucking talking about is the existence and procreation of an entire fucking species. And yet it's dirty and gross and nasty and we shouldn't talk about it because it makes people queasy. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Can I say the one word that... Drives my wife crazy yes. whenever I talk about menses because it's one of my favorite topics. Please tell me. Um, that the uterine lining sloughs off. It sloughs. Or, see, I don't know if it sloughs or it sloughs or it sloughs. I don't think it sloughs. I don't even think that's a word, but no, sloughs. I, actually, I thought it was slough. 
S L U F F? Well, it's spelled no, S L O U G H. Slouse. Slouse. Well, that's the Connecticut. Shut up. Um, what I'm trying to say is that this thing that like makes it possible for us to actually create human life is called dirty and nasty. And if it was a nosebleed, you might not want to hear about it, but you wouldn't be so fucking upset about it. What I think is that because it is not a baby, that is the the root of the problem. So you think that people are disgusted by periods because it doesn't produce a baby? Um, I'm not saying or it's that right. it's a failure. Yeah, I'm not saying it's right to feel that way, but I think that, that has some root there. Because what good were women if they weren't popping out babies True. every nine months? We will keep talking about period blood. And we will keep making fun of our own periods because we're allowed to do that. But it's not dirty. It's not gross. It's not evil. We're not toxic. And we're not going to kill anybody by having a period. Can you bottle it and put it on the merch store? Can? Yeah. Can I just... What we were supposed to say there Yeah. was amen. Okay. Amen. I'm going to start my period now. Actually, <laughs> say amen, you cunt. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a religious man. Oh my God, but, I'm still but waiting. But I do fear for my life. Amen. Thank you. Should we now focus on this elephant in the room? I think we should. Ken, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, why are you here? I would love to. Mostly I am here, I think, because about 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with a cerebral aneurysm, which is a sort of bubbled artery in your brain how are you diagnosed with it i was actually very fortunate that i was diagnosed because most people who have them and i believe the number is one in 50 people have unruptured aneurysms i should not tell you that because are you you're both fucking kidding me i think i have one <laughs> <laughs> well have any of these things happened to you because this is how i found mine okay Every so often, I would have this slight out-of-body experience that felt like deja vu and had a little anxiety in the pit of my stomach. And then it became an Elvis Costello song that I couldn't quite place. And then it was a Star Trek The Next Generation quote that I couldn't quite place. So then I was afraid to watch Star Trek The Next Generation because I... Thought I might be foreseeing my own death. Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, apparently my aneurysm, which I probably had from birth but didn't know, um, in the last probably 10 years prior to 10 years ago, had I had started exhibiting these, these symptoms because it had grown so large to be considered a giant aneurysm. So, which I believe is... Like a supernova aneurysm? Like two and a half centimeters. Oh, that's tiny. It's like an inch in diameter. You're right. They should have just left it there. <laughs> <laughs> when I had surgery to clip it and cut it out, that night it leaked. And, whoa, whoa. And I had a hemorrhagic stroke. Okay, so is it their fault? Nobody's getting sued. Okay. If that's your question. It seems like if they saw it and they were going to fix it, mm -hmm. and then you had a major stroke. I am convinced that I found the right doctor okay. at the right time. And whatever happened, happened. Uh huh. It's honestly the best thing that ever happened to me. Wait, pause. 
What is the best thing that ever happened to you? My stroke. Really? Yes. Why? Because before my stroke... You didn't listen to our show. It's all about us. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Well, your show didn't exist before my stroke. Well, we had our community broadcasting show. Oh, right, right, right. The... can't remember what it was called. Neighbor hole. <laughs> Please continue on. Sorry. I, I had lived a very privileged life. I mean, I recognized that more and more, especially in the times we're living now. I'm a straight white man, grew up in a fairly well-to-do... Take your time. ...town, and everything had gone according to plan. So when... That's not bad. No, I mean, it's it's the life everybody wishes they would have. And I'm thankful that I did have that first 40 years of things going how they were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. But I'm especially thankful now that I understand that things don't go the way that you want them to go or that you would plan for them to go. And things like that have led me here today. To mom swipes left. Yes. At the risk of just talking about us. <laughs> So when I first met you virtually, Mm -hmm. you had joined the nation, having never listened to one of our episodes. I might have listened to one. I can't remember. But I actually remember you getting into an altercation with my friend Sasha Mm -hmm. because you had not listened enough to understand where we were coming from, right? Yes. And I'm constantly ashamed of that. So... Things have opened up for you. You feel like your stroke, your experience has made you a better person? Yes. And so is it because you understand diversity or you're able to be more empathic? Like what what is it? I'm definitely more empathetic than than I used to be because I have this pain or whatever whatever you want to call it to to draw from. So let's describe what the result of your stroke was. Okay. So, yeah, the majority of my side effects or results of the stroke are a limitation of muscle control on my left side. So I have very little use of my left arm and hand. I'm going to demonstrate something (laughs) just because I know it gets a laugh. and It does. And and that's an important thing that I want to start off too with this disclaimer especially with what carol's been talking about that we're not trying to mock anybody and i'm not mocking disability or myself i'm showing that i don't take myself particularly seriously and neither should you what i can do is lift my left arm this high and then it decides that it's just gonna shake and shake shoulder length height and and then it shakes so jen's not laughing can you grip with that hand? Yeah, or is there a little right, bit? So let me put my. Shake. I'm gonna put my finger in there. Uh, uh. Oh, put, put it in there hard. Mm. All right, it's not a huge grip. It's Wait, not. I want to see. I never did that. Yeah, try let it. Let me let me stick my finger in uh. there. Oh, you got more strength in there than I thought. That well, that's arm strength. Fine motor is harder than gross motor. So like my left leg, I can I can walk now. Yes. My toes, I can't really flex it's kind of the same as, as my my fingers but you have two functional legs that get you around yes. in the world and then that's an important part of what i've learned too that it's been so rewarding just to be able to advocate for other people with with disabilities and to learn from from myself and be proud of myself 
in a way that I never was yeah. previously, just because I was able to take the things I'm good at, like problem solving, and apply those in a really practical, meaningful way for myself and, and for others. So you're, you're talking about advocacy. You do a lot of advocacy. What, what do you do? I'm part of a fantastic brain injury group called Brain Injury Voices here in, in Maine. And we educate, advocate, and support. I can rattle that off because it's in our <laughs> mission statement. <laughs> Mostly talking with other brain injury survivor groups. Uh, oh, actually, this is my favorite one, is talking to medical professionals about mm. what it's like to live with a brain injury. Because that's what it's about for me. I'm thankful to the medical professionals who worked with me after my stroke to try to help me recover mm -hmm. but recovery is a very squishy thing like they tell you that the function that you're going to regain after a year is it you plateau oh. and then and then you're done so that was very stressful to hear right when i was in, first in the rehab you know weeks after my stroke but mm. after two years actually no they said a year and then they said oh but some people after two years i was around the two-year mark that I started to realize that getting back to who I was wasn't the most important thing. Being okay with who I am and being the best version of who I can be is what's what's important to me. Mm -hmm. And that's been, I mean, that's been really invaluable to demonstrate for myself, but especially for my kids, because there are plenty of things that I miss out on with them because so, I can't really like keep what? up. What do you miss out on? Sports? Yeah, I mean, they've never really been Nobody gives a shit about sports. They're little typical Ozzy and Harriet things like that of what a dad is and what mm -hmm. a man is that I can't participate in. But the truth is that, you know, like I was I was not fixing cars. I wasn't even the guy in the neighborhood who came over when the other guys were fixing cars and said, oh, what you need? Oh, you got a bad alternator there. Let's keep this real, <laughs> right? I mean, in right. her perspective. So well, pre right. I'm, I'm yeah. handy and I was always handy in a way that Jews are handy in that. That's what I was exposed to growing up. No slight on my father and what he taught me about being a man. I think they're... There are so many horrible lessons to learn about being a good man. Absolutely. That we don't even put the word good in there. It's always just about learning to be a man and manning up. So I, I'm a better person. I'm a better man because I've learned my limitations. I've learned to focus more on my strengths than my weaknesses. So what are your strengths, Ken? Fortunately, in my... And I say seven-eighths seven of a brain because I believe there are eight lobes to the brain and in my stroke one was pretty much blown away and the way that brain injury works and strokes work is that it essentially kills all the cells in that portion of the brain and then your brain has to go through this horrible job of figuring out how to do everything that it used to do in a completely different way mm -hmm. so like my left arm would have been controlled by the right side of my brain Oh. So the fact that the right side of my brain isn't really there anymore means that to control my left arm, I have to use the left side of my brain, which never knew how to do that. Your right before. hand looks great. Thanks. Question. Yeah. If you've only lost a quarter 
Mm-hmm. though of your left side of your or your right side of your brain mm-hmm. what's the other part of your brain doing i mean you know what i'm saying fuck all it's the porn part the watching porn there's part. there's i mean i don't buy into the whole oh the left brain does this the right brain does this other than their understanding of like language center i know is on the left side so fortunately i haven't I didn't have a lot of language issues. That would be a very different interview at this point. Yes. Well, also, we would like to just interject here that he has always talked this slow in his whole entire life. Yes, yes. Pretty this much. This is not but, indicative of anything. <laughs> so one of the things I did lose, aside from the physical size, I mean, there are uh, cognitive deficits that were identified during... Um, a really humiliating experience called a neuropsych evaluation, which is basically an IQ test. And if you want to feel stupid, mm. have a stroke and take an IQ test. Tell me, tell me, what? I don't know. Up until then, everybody was telling me how great I was doing. And well, then because I you're had... a white male. <laughs> I mean, they just tell you well, that. Well, the white male doctor who did my testing was happy to tell me that I had a lot of cognitive deficits. Where though? Because yeah. I have never executive functioning. Which, but I mean, that's the thing. They were never oh, well, really you are my. On this show. They were never my my strong suits in the first place. Right. So was, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that mm-hmm. you didn't have a baseline, right? No, and that's what I, I said to them at that time. I said, "Please go back to my elementary school and find my permanent <laughs> records that they warned me were going to be." truly permanent and find out what my iq was when i was 12 right so we can compare it because you don't know maybe your iq is even higher mm. i mean you and i have sure. talked about how that lobe may regenerate and you become like a superhuman as and as i've told you that's that's the plot of the movie phenomenon okay but you don't know <laughs> it could still happen you and I... And you don't know. No, I don't. Nobody but knows. But what I'm saying is that you and I have a very special relationship mm. because I make fun of your brain injury and yeah. you make fun of my MS. Yes. And, and we and get along famously. And, 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 I, and that's an important part of this dysfunctional so, crew is that all of us... No, we're all fucked up. One of the co- complexities of disability is also that you have visible but majority invisible disabilities. Yes. I kind of have both. You can look at my cane or my leg brace and say, hey, that guy has a disability. We can also look at the regurgitation in your beard. That's newer. <laughs> but newer. Since, you, since you brought it up, I guess. <laughs> sorry, I I'm have sorry, to I'm say sorry. It. So, <laughs> most likely as a result of my stroke, I acquired a condition called achalasia, I think. So, it was because of your stroke? I'm saying that because. Why the fuck not? Why no, do, why I, do I just is. have I to have more shit happen to no, me? No, I think it's because you are just neurotic. <laughs> I didn't psychosomatically cause my lower esophageal sphincter. And yes, sphincter. I know. So did that just happen for you. after the stroke or Yes, before? that was okay. after like nine years after, eight, nine years after the so stroke. So it might have happened either way. It might have, and, and it happens who, to people without who yeah. haven't had strokes. But yeah, the doctors were skeptical that it was stroke related. But I prefer to think that it was stroke related because why because not? Why not? Uh, don't you have lumbago too? Which Wait. is also stroke related. <laughs> What's that? Lower back 
pay in chronic oh, fuck, lower I have that. Yeah, then dude, you have that's lum- what I'm saying. Start calling it lumbago. Uh, no, <laughs> but that's because uh, actually I did have that pre-stroke, but I think it's worse post-stroke because I'm asymmetrical. I put more. Absolutely, and you don't more. move. I move as quickly as I can. I just can't move <laughs> right? very quickly. At a glacial pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I have a couple of questions I would like to ask you. Shoot. So I read a thing that says that people with disabilities tend to have adverse socioeconomic outcomes, including less education, not a factor for you because you were educated pre-disability, poorer health, and lower levels of employment. Why would that be? As a person with a disability, what, what are the factors there? I was very fortunate. I mean, personally, I was very fortunate because I was employed at the time of my injury or whatever you want to call it for a disability insurance company. So I was oh shit. I was well taken care of. Can I can I just say? Yes. I have hypothesized that he was testing fate. The fact that he was representing disability for this company mm-hmm. without a disability, mm-hmm. you were begging for it. Oh, wow. Well, then we have a whole company full of people. And I've said this many times that you don't have to have a disability to work there, but it helps. <laughs> I I think it's an incredibly valuable thing that I've brought, been able to bring to work with me. Did you get a promotion? No. Okay. I've done the same thing wow, there dudes. before and after. And I Well, I've, I've promoted myself in the sense that I've led our employee resource group for people with disabilities for nice for for many years because again it's something that i can give back and give purpose and meaning to because that was something that was definitely lacking in my life well aren't you just so fucking fantastic it's called inspiration porn speaking of porn Mm. not only are you an advocate for disability all that stuff but you also have the title of maine's largest dick for 2019 (laughs) <laughs> do i have the wrong guest <laughs> i'm sorry you're right, already that, you're no, already no, fantasizing no, about that right, scrub does, it scrub okay it. that does meat. lead to my next question though <laughs> so which so you're right-handed which is good because you still have use of your right hand yes but what what's the hardest thing for you to do with your left hand good question or or maybe what is the biggest challenge that you experience now Well, I don't know if you know this, but most men, and maybe women, are ambidextrous when it comes to masturbation. So I was a southpaw. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Whoa, whoa. Pause. (laughs) Carol, Mm -hmm. you're not ambidextrous with masturbation? I am not. I'm a righty. What do you do with your lefty? Nothing. Are you you right-handed? Do you write right-handed? Yes, I do. Okay. So your left hand just... It just hangs out. Playing with your hair? I mean, I might tweak a nipple or something. I don't know. All right, all right. Keep going, Ken. Well, and I don't know when I looked this up, but yes, pre-stroke, I was and am right-handed writing, but I'm a left-handed jerker. <gasps> what? Yes. What? What'd you do with your right hand? Fondled the balls? Um, he wrote poems. <laughs> well, no, I, I have fairly sensitive nipples, so I like some... Uh, 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 oh. Some upper body play. Are you shitting? Bam, bam. When I was looking to regain independence post-stroke, I mean, fortunately, I was able to return home 
to my family. I was able to regain my driver's license with, I take my tests again and get modifications to the car. Wait, we're not done though. So no. you used to be a lefty. In, How did you adapt? Okay. Well, as with many things, I look to what's known as assistive technology. But what? <laughs> did you have to pay for it? <laughs> I started by paying the robots, yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 Pause. What robots? No, I started very simple with a vibrator in, in my hand. Your non-functioning hand? No, in my functioning hand. Got it. Can you imagine if it was in his non-functioning hand? Well, I don't hand. know. It'd be like shaking all, he'd be like, it would be in his ear. I'm not going to get into too much detail oh, why. Oh, come on, I don't know why? why? I, my back door is kind of closed for business. Dude, me too. All right, so, so and, your But my hemorrhoid door... doesn't bleed like a stuck pig like all right. Carol. So your hem... All right, wait. I'm all flummoxed. <laughs> your back door is closed for business. Got it. So I, so I just wanted to point about... out what the vibrator was for. What was it for? It was for stimulating... The head of my penis. Okay. In your right hand. In my right hand. Which you can still functionally use yes, to jerk it and, off. Uh, yes. And I, I'm not saying I hadn't tried these things, but as I also mentioned, I like a little bit of upstairs. Oh, right. Nipple oh, some nippleage. Yeah. Okay. 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 And but that I don't was... see how this has anything to do with your disability. Whatsoever. My, now my, we're just talking about your preferences. No, my question is, you have two kids. Mm -hmm. Why can't you get them to stimulate your nippleage? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I mean, you can keep a sheet on downstairs. Don't respond. You mean with a hole in it? Don't like, respond to like her. Like the Hasidim? This is This is how she grows. Just don't. Just pretend she didn't say anything. But what my question is, mm. why did you need this assistive device if you've got a functioning right hand that can do the, the job? Over time, I found that it just wasn't enough. It wasn't as good as the left hand. It Well, there was, there was that adjustment, but there was also that it was only penis stimulation. Men actually have more than one erogenous zone. Well, that's news to fucking me. The butt? Well. The nipple? Got two nipples. Okay. Oh, no, no. Come on. What? The butt is an erogenous zone for Yes, men. it is. I didn't say it wasn't. All right, and then the dick, and then the balls. So that's three mm. right there. All right. And then and your then, eyeballs. Okay. Right. But and your really? eyeballs, so that's five. And then each of your nipples, that's seven. And then your left earlobe, that's eight. <laughs> All right, we need to move on. Like, so the world is devised, developed, designed for people without disabilities. Sure. What is the most annoying thing that you encounter on a daily basis that just, you're like, what the fuck? I don't know that I have that reaction to many things because, I mean, you're absolutely right that the world is designed for people without disabilities. Little things like paper towel dispensers in public bathrooms where they specifically say, only use one hand. Yeah, I, I get a little fuck you moment where I pull it down with one hand and it doesn't tear. Those sons of bitches. I beat the system. That's that's my goal all wow. along. One thing I will say is that with my two aging parents, one who has now passed, I have noticed a lot more in my life the ways in which our world is designed 
around not having any disabilities. And and I don't want to say that an aged person is is disabled, but a lot of times there's some disability that yeah. comes along with mm-hmm. it. Some limitations. My father yes. was a wheelchair user. My mom uses a walker. So there's a lot of like ways in which I see it every single day that I'm like, fuck, that's not useful. I mean, I think I get it more than I would if I didn't have that experience. There's a lot of fucking obstacles out there for people who, who are not not disabled, I guess. It's true, but I mean, I, I struggle with that a little bit because it's, there are so many different kinds of disabilities. How can we right. truly accommodate no, uh, uh, yeah. everyone and anticipate mm-hmm. the needs of everyone? I mean, there are great ways that many of the sort of most popular, that's not the right, right. way to put it, but things most like the, like the, right, the, the sidewalk cutouts for, for wheelchairs is common closed captioning for people who are hard of hearing, mm-hmm. hearing impaired, or deaf gain what the deaf culture or community is really interesting in particular about how they've defined themselves especially you know there's also a difference between having a disability from birth versus acquiring one so the idea that being deaf is considered a disability when you've never been able to hear right is offensive that makes sense but to the point i don't agree with this that they will judge people who deaf people who say get cochlear implants Mm -hmm. because they feel that it's it's a judgment against carol you mentioned pride month is coming up which i know you're gonna get to but i think pride in general is something that needs to be embraced by so many communities that have been shamed over over the years and that's why you see lgbtq Pride and to a certain extent, disability pride. Let's make disability pride parade. There is one. When? It would be very, very slow. I have one more question before we get into our regular questioning. Okay. When people want to help you, is it annoying? Because I noticed that when I'm around you, I often want to pick shit up for you or I want to like bring you shit. Is that obnoxious? I do that all the time with you. Um, I mean, certainly, if you don't know the person, probably best to ask if they if they need help. I have probably fallen into the routine too often of, say, going to parties and having my food brought to me. But I mean, look how frustrated you get with how slow I am. Just saying I, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it also helps you too that you you feel like a better person for absolutely help, helping the, the the poor gym if the poor crippled guy is gonna drop his napkin i'm gonna pick it up you moving that, on right? okay i don't even know so even though our guest is off a cocked <laughs> we're gonna ask him the quote-unquote normal which is not okay word so the average the usual the typical is the shit we ask everybody shit questions we ask everybody yeah can do you have any interesting body tricks, scars, or warts? Interesting. I have head scar. Let me see. I have to take the head off. All right. So I have to say your head scar is not nearly impressive And enough. you it's, have it's told really me that not. before. I would like you both to feel my head. I'm so in. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me feel it. What? Should we press in? You don't have to press in. Just... 
What are we feeling for? It's really not. Start up here and go down where the scar is. All right, hold on. No, I'm sorry. It's not that exciting. You can push that a little bit harder than that. It feels kind of normal. Sorry, like dude. I kind of want it Until to go. You get in, in order to get into my brain, well, first of all, they had to take my skull apart, and then after I had a hemorrhage, they actually had to take a piece of my skull off to relieve pressure on my brain. So for about a month and a half, I had no skull at all on the right temporal part of my my head. Well, but it's there now. Yeah. Well, it's not, though, because what it is is... So they took out a piece of my skull, and they put it in a freezer. Like a month and a half later... You ate it? Actually, it's interesting you say that, because a lot of times they will actually store the, the piece of bone that they're going to use to replace in the person's stomach. What? In the lining of the stomach. To keep it, but they didn't do that with you. Clean, no. They stuffed it, shoved it in a fridge, and at some point, it got contaminated. <gasps> so I was getting ready to with go what? from. Nobody told me ham and cheese. <laughs> it was ham and cheese. <laughs> I I wanted to be able to press on the plastic piece okay, and have it yeah. pop in and pop out, but it doesn't. Well, no. Before I got the piece, I spent a lot of time in bed poking. The soft spot in my head, it was like a fontanelle. Gross. A baby, which always creeped me out when I had babies. And I had to wear a helmet whenever I was out of bed. I love that so much. All right, Ken. Ken. How many women have you slept with? How is that relevant? To what? Disability. It, not, it's, it's not. not. Are you defined by your disability? No, am I it's defined by the number of left. women I've slept with? Uh, we just want to know. Relevant to mom swipes left. Yeah. Bring it, bitch. I have to think about it. Oh, my God. Okay, count it out. I hope it's only on one hand. <laughs> Intercourse? Yes. Putting your dick in a pussy. Yeah. How many times? Come yeah. on. Different well, people. Different people. Different. I believe four. You're adorable. Oh, you are sweet. That's, That's more a- than me. Oh, my God. It's so much less than me, but <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> it's okay. okay. We don't judge. Next question. Okay, describe your biggest physical altercation. My brother and I used to wrestle, but... Did he bugger you if he won? (laughs) No. Oh. I would only say it was an altercation because I was the youngest, so I felt like I had license to... To beat his ass? Pull no punches. I'm with you on that. So So you've never gotten into, like, a real fight? No. He's a Jew. My God. How have you gotten to this point in your life? I think his biggest fucking physical altercation was just now when we both punched the shit (laughs) out of him. Since your disability, have you developed any additional sexual fantasies? Why I wish I'd received these questions in advance. (laughs) Like, I'm immediately thinking you buggering somebody with your cane, for example. Even the idea of it does not give me sexual... Okay, but I'm I'm not saying that that's yours. I'm just saying Okay, so since my disability, have you developed any... Dude, you have no idea what my Google search looks like. It's (laughs) something. (laughs) No, but you, do you have any? Well, only to keep learning. 
I don't know what that means. All right, moving on. It means that I've I've learned <sighs> okay, how to function right, in the world okay. in new ways, sure. and I would like to continue that journey. He wants to eat pussy. Whatever. Okay, moving on. Have you ever shot yourself? <laughs> in the hospital, does that count? No. I, I want to know, have you ever shot yourself? Did you ever shot yourself? Is that even proper? I no. don't even know Did you ever anymore. shit yourself? Did you ever shit yourself before the stroke? And have you ever shot yourself after the stroke? I shit myself once. And this is actually really important because it was like the one of my first memories post-stroke Waking up, realizing that my diaper was soiled. How did you know? I could feel it. It was hot and steamy? <laughs> it was, no, it was actually kind of runny and wet. Nom, 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 nom. So what'd you say? So I, I wasn't talking yet, so I gestured for them to bring me the legal pad so I could write down what I thought was Shit. clear. And I was amazing that I, no, and I asked, because I was, this was, it was all very new. I was kind of scared of telling me that I'd had a stroke like right. the day before. And I wrote, am I going to be incontinent? That's more than I would have wrote. I would have wrote, shit change. <laughs> yeah, how did you, I mean, that's a lot. He's a that made pe- It was my job then and and now sometimes to make other people, including my family, feel okay about what I'm going through. So just being able to say the word incontinent or write the word incontinent. Everybody was like, made, oh. Yeah, oh, it's wow. seven-eighths of a braid is really doing God something. God damn it. But you are not incontinent. No. You just happen to shit yourself. Yes. Which Once happens. in a while, I'll have a runny day, but... You know what? I'm with you. Wait, can we... Mm-hmm. explore that what do you mean a runny day days where i know it's not a good idea to fart because right? it's gonna turn shardy i mean is that like something you've eaten or um, i i kind of go the other way with my regularity nowadays what does that mean i am irregular okay. in my bowel movements do you drink a lot of water i don't drink enough mm-hmm. i use do you take magnesium um I'm just giving out tips no, here. No, I, I Yes. I, I have systems. I have Dude, magnesium policies and I'm, practices mm, that work all right. for me. Whatever. I'm just saying, magnesium water, you can just shit like a champ. I'm grossed out right now. <laughs> okay. Quiz for you and Jen. Are we against each other? Yes. So how do we okay. do this? Okay. All right. I'm going to ask a question. Whoever answers first. I don't do speed well. Right. So I, I may need a little no. extra No. All right. No. Well, you, no. You can both answer, okay? I'm okay. going to start. You don't with... get a handicap. Is that, like, inappropriate? Oh, wow. To use the word handicap? Yeah, like in golf and shit. Can I please yeah, do my Yeah, which I've quiz? never understood. Can I just? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> let, right. let's just try it and see what okay. happens. Okay. All right. First up, Jen. What do you call someone without a disability? Able-bodied, okay. non-disabled, or normal? Able-bodied. Ken? Non-disabled. Correct. Are you fucking kidding me? That is correct. Why? Able-bodied Actually, I'd implies... say a person without a... But you always put the person first. Oh, my sure. God. I, okay. I, okay, I know. Fine, I, I'm so, but I've done a lot of work okay. with so, inclusion and diversity over the past 10 years. Able-bodied and it's hard for impl- me not to... Oh, my God. Can I just say my answer? I'm Able- not talking over you. Right. Fuck it. <laughs> Which of these terms is more acceptable? A, he suffers from MS. B, he is a victim of MS. Or C, he is living with MS. 
He's living with them. I was. Go- I raised my hand. Yes. You All right. Did. You both get that point. But- Do you call a person with albinism an albino? Yes. <laughs> Definitively, Ken. If I must say no, you'd say person with albinism. Or, yes, he or gets the point. Kiss ass. The person first. Okay, fine, whatever. You are, you're not defined by this one little thing. Oh, sweet Jesus, can I just play my game? Go ahead. <laughs> How do you refer to someone in a wheelchair? Jenny, the girl in a wheelchair. Rita, the rolly one. <laughs> Or wheelchair user. Rita the wheelchair one. <laughs> Ken. I want to know if Rita can get her wheelchair on a motorboat. Motorboy. <laughs> you just want to make me say that. Yes. What's your answer? What's your answer? If you know her name is Rita, then I'd say Rita. Correct. Second, oh, I didn't get that it was two separate things. Second would be wheelchair user. I said Rita the wheelchair user. You said the wheelchair, the rolly something. Whatever. Right. Okay, that was not clear. Which term is not acceptable for referring to a person with a learning or cognitive disability? <laughs> Slow, special ed, brain damaged, retarded. Oh, that's really tough, actually. Can you read those again? Yeah, which is not okay. Slow, special ed, brain damaged, or retarded. All of them? Correct, Ken. Wow. <laughs> I would None say- of those are I- acceptable. <laughs> you, yes. you set his arm ablaze. <laughs> it should be a person with cognitive or learning disabilities. I would say ask the person how they like to be Do you want to be called retarded? Is what you would ask. So when I was on the school board, we called them SPED. (gasps) Jesus. No, we all did. We all did. Mm -mm. My kid was a SPED kid. No. When using correct words, someone with a mobility disability is a... This is mine first. Handicapped, spastic, (laughs) or a person with a mobility disorder. I know it's a person with a mobility, but I want to say spastic. So I'm going to take the point. I'm going to say spaz. You wouldn't just shorten it to spaz? Yeah, spaz. That was my nickname in grade school. It was also mine. Was it? Yeah, with a Z. Mine too. From meatballs. Mm -hmm. That's how they found me when I ran away from home. Spaz. All right. Anyway, that's a story for another day. Okay, but he won, right? He got that point. He did. How do you refer to a person of short stature? Midget, vertically challenged, or little person? I know it's little person, but I find that offensive. Why? Because it makes you seem smaller than, less than. It is really true, but I would say dwarf. Okay, dwarf is totally acceptable if it's in the sense of a medical term. Right, because dwarfism is if you've been medically diagnosed with dwarf. But as a short person who is not technically a dwarf, Mm -hmm. I prefer to be called a hobbitses. That's just the hairy feet. Okay. 
<laughs> hobbitses. All right, Ken, what would you say? I've forgotten the question. Well, how do you refer to a person? Shocker. Of short stature. <laughs> a person of short stature. That is actually technically correct, yes. You can call um, them a person of short stature or a little person. Both are technically acceptable. Person with a brain injury. Oh, here we go. Retarded. Why are you so retarded? <laughs> Brain damage. Only if you say it like that. <laughs> or a person with a brain injury. Jen! I know it's person with a brain injury. But it should be. Why are you so retarded? Right. Walk it off. Rub, <laughs> <laughs> rub some dirt on it. Is the term differently abled okay? Oh, you gotta answer this. I have no idea. It depends. You. That's another one where it's good to ask people how they prefer to be referred to i am not a fan of differently abled though it's kind of what i aspire to that makes me think you might have superpowers but like i said it's for for someone with an acquired disability like me i am disabled i was disabled my my therapist and yes i think i see a therapist um, <laughs> of course you do you're a jew defines well, it as you disable a, a fire alarm or a smoke detector by taking the battery out. So there is this thing that happened that flipped a switch and I was able to do things and now I am disabled. So for me, I feel like the term disabled is accurate for somebody who's lived their entire life with a condition that is defined by our culture as a disability. They don't see it as not being able to do something that they should do or used to be able to do. They've never done it, so they are differently abled. Did you just fart? No. I wish. That was my laugh. <laughs> oh, wow. It sounded like a fart. All right, so neither of you really won, but I think if anybody won, it was Ken. No! But it makes sense, because he lives in the world no, of... No, the fact that it was a draw... You are right. so determined to win oh, at any you cost know what? I will you have punch to say, you out, if, I could, if you actually... could even come close to the gimp. Right! Socials? Please visit us on our socials, at all of our socials. Also, please visit us on momswipesleft.com for show notes and other cool shit. Please consider becoming a member of our Facebook group, the Mom Swipes Left Nation, where all the magic happens. Thank you, freaks. And by that, I just mean Jen and Carol. Oh, okay. For inviting me on today. This has been a blast. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, fucks, for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.